0: Welcome to episode 14 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC Animated Universe, co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And i uh, got a couple pretty good episodes this week. So uh, one new villain and one, oh right, random returning villain. I had to stop and think about who our villains were this week. Yeah, yeah so we got some uh, some more Roland Daggett and we got some Mad Hatter. Yeah. So yeah, they were they're pretty fun. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, Mad Hatter, just like last week when we talked about Clock King, Mad Hatter, I think is a very underrated villain that i i really enjoy yeah i do too actually and I, I always thought it was interesting i didn't get the full connection until playing arkham asylum i don't think about how how much they pull from alice in wonderland oh tons yeah, yeah. So, you know like, we have mad hatter we have Cheshire cat as mm-hmm. an assassin we have Tweedledee tweedle dumb like there's there's a, oh just
0: in terms of other characters yeah yeah oh yeah
1: yeah, yeah just there's a, a good handful of batman villains based off of wonderland characters
0: yeah and because he's like one of those characters that kind of pops up here and there usually in some kind of supporting role right but i I can't think i've ever really read a comic where he's been a central villain i I can't think of one either yeah i mean he pops up in i think he pops up in long halloween and dark victory now in dark victory Mm -hmm. like that's kind of it no yeah i his like side quest in city oh arkham Arkham city City. yeah really good it's a really fun one yeah Yeah, i even had a note that like of all of his appearances i feel like the arkham games maybe do the best with him Mm -hmm. because actually he shows that he can be kind of sinister right um even in this episode which we'll get to we'll see he's kind of played sinister kind of comedic Mm -hmm. this is where kind of middle ground um but he is pretty interesting yeah but before we get to him we have appointment in crime alley yes really good episode actually but per tradition cameron what happens in appointment in crime alley uh we have this a pretty
1: good amount of stuff that happens at this episode in yeah. this episode uh so we start off and uh with a city exploding and we zoom out and we see it's just a model town and it's uh daggett planning on blowing up part of the slums of gotham called crime alley what's it actually called i forgot to write that uh out. Park Row? Yeah, Park Row. Yeah. Uh, which plays a very important part in Batman's history, which we'll find out in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's hired the very well-named uh, Nitro to blow up the city. Did you catch who voices Nitro? Did you uh, recognize the voice? I didn't. Re- I saw it on Amazon. Is that a Jeffrey, Cham- Jeffrey Tambor? No, no, that's someone oh. else. Oh, that's, so, sorry, that's the goon. Yeah, up, so yeah. the
0: reason I asked is because uh, the voice, the actor, David Lander, is smartass the weasel. From Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Is he? Okay, and I was, That's as awesome. soon as I heard, oh, it, I'm like, I hear it now. I, hear it, yeah. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's I think it's one of the weasels." And sure enough, and I was like, "Okay, I was curious it, if you got it because as you've said multiple times, that George is Roger your favorite movie, movie of all time." For shame, Cameron! I shame Tim talk guys. I'm just gonna take it on my own from here. Yeah, at least I will get my own random cultural references. Right, I'll go watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Actually, I think you have the better end of that a
1: little bit. Yeah, so Daggett wants to destroy crime alley to build up a mini mall which is the fear of every 90s like construction themed
0: villain oh god yeah how many times has someone won like a skating competition to raise money to to stop the stop the mini, of mall. A mini mall yeah. yeah it just plagued right neighborhoods throughout
1: the 90s so we jump to bruce who is working out always need a good
0: workout scene he is jacked yeah i feel like more so than we've seen him other times actually well, yeah, he's in the middle of a workout. Yeah, look um, good, always. Ooh. Um,
1: and Dad gets on TV. He's watching him while he's working out. He's getting angry, and Alfred comes in, and he's like, "You're gonna be late for your appointment." Bruce half-heartedly says, "I'm never late for my appointment." I wasn't sure if this was morning or night. and So when he said it was an 8 o'clock appointment, I
0: wasn't sure yeah. 8 a.m., 8 p.m. And, yeah, they're kind of dropped this hint like, well, what what is it that he's never late for? Right, and I thought that was a joke because he's always late. Yeah, I kind of thought that, too. It's like, well, he notoriously is always showing up late to things because mm-hmm. i off kicking someone's ass. Like, oh, well, this, what, what is this about? There's something else going on yeah. here It's kind of interesting. But we
1: learned his 8 o'clock appointment is his, like, Batman time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, he has an actual
1: appointment, but I thought it meant, it's just, like, yeah. 8 o'clock is when he starts his Batman stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, Batman's on the clock. Off I go. Yeah. Uh, so he's roaming around the city, and he goes to Crime Alley, and all of these unforeseen events start happening that that he's needed to help with. Uh, so it starts off, he's driving through, and this little girl runs out in front of the street, and, you know, Batman has a soft spot for children. Yeah, and doesn't like to hit them with his car. Right, so he goes into... Uh, he the, the little girl is saying that her mom is being attacked up in their apartment. So he goes up, and like we know this is the slum, so they're not rich people living here yeah they're already breaking everything and we know that batman can fight in whatever situation
0: oh okay. but being I see, I see the going rich asshole
1: that he is yeah throws a batarang through the window to break the one light in the apartment so he can jump in and fight in the dark yeah and for it, these goons that probably he could have handled like one-handed yeah in- they don't have guns
0: yeah, that, yeah, they're just hanging out there. And, they're just shakers trying to like scare people. Yeah, they're just you know roughing some people up. And actually, now I think about it. When he he breaks the the light so we can like operate the dark, and he just basically just leaps out onto one of them and then takes them out in like two punches. Yeah, totally unnecessary. Right. So that's like window replacement is not cheap, guys. Yeah. Well, he and doesn't I'm, know that. I'm sure he doesn't know that. Yeah, he has no idea what a window costs. There are no windows in the Batcave.
1: So then we jump to uh, our first instance of Leslie Tomp- uh, Tompkins. Yeah. Who has been a, a pretty big figure in Batman's life. Mm-hmm. She's in the comics. Like, she is, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we see her walking out of this place, and she's like, uh, I'm supposed to have a guest who's never late. And we realize that Batman's supposed to be meeting her. She leaves to walk around Crime Alley to try and figure out where Batman is. Uh, and, of course, is when she walks into what building did she walk into she just,
0: she just walks like, like down the street and uh, a blasting cap like rolls out the front oh, door and lands right. and she just decides like oh what's what's going on in this abandoned building where someone has explosives falling yeah. out of the front door what a surprise it's daggett's guy setting up bombs and they're just like well we're taking nitro you. yeah nitro nitro Good old Nitro, yes. They just they just grab her, basically, and mm-hmm. close the door. I think pretty much right as Batman drives by. Yeah. Right? It's like they just miss each other. Mm-hmm. But there is one spectator that sees all this Oh, happening. yeah, like one redheaded homeless guy who sees yeah. all this going
1: on. Uh, what I really thought was interesting about this episode, especially following Clock King's episode, is every minute they're showing a watch, because they're supposed to build yeah. the suspense. And I don't know if this happened for you, but in my head, the 24- sound like ticking through yeah uh every time they showed a watch because like it would always either like a wristwatch, or they'd pan over to like a clock tower yeah like an like a, a digital clock on a desk the bat clock yeah and every time i heard the the bump bump yeah
0: oh that's really funny
1: so now batman is on the hunt for leslie he goes to the place um her first location Oh, yeah, the, it's like a, like a hospital or a clinic? I uh, will say something? clinic, yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, the, the clinic, the clinic. she works in. The other woman who was there says Leslie left trying to find him, and so he, he's on the hunt now.
0: Oh, but, yeah, and she, she warns him. It's like, hey, you know, look out for her. Bad things happen here. And his response is just, I know. Yeah. Again, it's weird, kind of ambiguous what's Right, what's we're trying happening? to figure, yeah,
1: what is his connection to this place. So as he's driving, he sees a cop car who's, you know, I always thought the Batmobile was the fastest thing on the streets. I guess he was just, like, cruising. Yeah. So you see this cop car speed past him. Zoom past him. Yeah. So he follows it, and you see there is a hostage situation happening on top of a billboard. Mm -hmm. And this is when the SWAT officer who is talking to Batman, that's Jeffrey Tambor.
0: Yeah, he's that, and then I think the other goon. Mm -hmm. The other goon that uh, works with Nitro. forget his name. So it's the C um it doesn't matter i want to say cromwell but we know that's not the case crocker crocker i was gonna say say crab because i've been listening
1: to harry potter again um (laughs) wait which one the stephen fry one or mm, the stephen fry where'd you find that uh this total tangent doesn't matter but where like because i really want uh, sources i i don't want to mention okay never mind then i'll edit that part out (laughs) so there's a hostage situation happening there's a swat team that's about to just start shooting at the man with the gun and batman kind of like pats him on the shoulder he's like no i got this one (laughs) in without turning around the squad guy's like who do you think you are yeah and batman just says oh and is, know, oh sorry Mr. yeah batman, so right. they put all the guns down and then batman is seen up top and again with his similar situation to the first one i feel like you could have taken this gun guy out with stealth or could have knocked the gun out with his batarang but nope. instead he yells at him <laughs> swings in front of the gun making him waste plenty of bullets yeah and then swings back Kicks him. Guy almost falls off. No, he does fall off. And yeah, then he. he yeah, him.
0: the the gunman and the hostage both fall. Yeah, grabs them
1: both, and lightly drops them on the street. Gives uh, a little pat on the head. Yes,
0: as Batman does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think what was it? I think the 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 gunman was someone who got an eviction notice, and the hostage I think worked for Daggett, right? Right. I think it was some little thing like that. Yes, we're we're seeing more elements of Daggett just to messing these people's mm-hmm. lives. Yeah, his name keeps popping up. Everywhere yeah,
1: everywhere around. Uh, this, yeah, he's, this he's shaking area. people down.
0: He's evicting people. He's trying to get them out of the the area before he blows it up. But he's uh, not been very successful at it, right? And you know, another clock. We have like thirty minutes left
1: until the the thing's going to blow up at nine. Yeah. So uh, okay, never no, rush. Never mind.
0: I had a note, but the note hasn't happened yet.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the next scene is Batman is now in Leslie's apartment, and the first thing he does is find like a guess a a photo album. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, a book of memories. Literally called memories. Yeah. And it's a bunch of old news clippings. And we learn that Leslie was this caregiver of the city or of this this area of the Mm -hmm. city. And she's been doing everything to try and not make it Crime Alley and
0: stay Park Row. Yeah. It used to be like really beautiful and nice. And it's just become a slum. And Mm -hmm. the entire time she's always been trying to work to make people's lives better there. Yeah. And
1: so the third article comes out. He's flipping through pages. And we see the third article says Parker tragedy claims doctor and wife while son looks on. Yeah. You can kind of make the connection of who that son is. Yeah. Superman. Yep. Yeah. Uh flip the page and you see Clark Kent hugging Leslie Tompkins. Very sad moment. Mm-hmm. Uh Martha, poor Martha. <laughs> um no matter what, it was gonna be Martha. <laughs> yep. So you see young Bruce hugging Leslie Tompkins and you kind of see that this connection has been blossoming. He this is we we talk about the family connections Batman has, and this is definitely his. If Alfred is his father figure, then Leslie is definitely the almost a mother role. Yeah, like, and we, we say aunt. we say we'll, we'll go. You with aunt. No, I
0: I think like a, a mother figure totally fits. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Alfred's always been like supportive of him, but like, I mean, the the specific picture they show is her like holding bruce yeah and this is kind of the first person we've seen like clearly is showing love for bruce mm-hmm. because alfred does in his own way but not in such an obvious yeah, kind of maternal physical way. yeah yeah so we see like okay leslie clearly means mm-hmm. a lot to him
1: yeah so he's having this sentent uh sentimental moment he looks out the window and that same homeless onlooker who saw leslie get captured is standing there batman jumps out he's like what do you know yeah uh and immediately he's like he's she's at this place don't hurt me which is you know good good uh plot points
0: yeah it works we're moving the story yeah because you know from then here you know batman's racing off to go beat the clock because we know that the whole place is gonna go up at nine o'clock like Mm -hmm. we know that because daggett said it and the goons said it and they told leslie like yeah hey you're trying to this this
1: should have been a clocking episode
0: yeah exactly everyone knows about this i I, I could remember at any point does someone actually tell batman the whole place is going up at nine No. okay because he's racing against the clock but well, I don't the think goon, he actually knows that, does
1: uh, he? So so we'll we'll get to to the goon in a second. I actually wrote down ninth fucking clock <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> uh in this episode. Uh so he's heading to the uh to the intersection the homeless man gave him. Yeah. But what do you know? Another another tragedy <clears throat> is happening Yeah, in, he, in,
0: uh he stops at a red light. hmm Which so that was... is good for him, because I
1: think it's the first one he's ever stopped. I think at. so too,
0: yeah. Uh and then he sees like off in the distance a runaway trolley car mm-hmm. train car we'll, well we're gonna say trolley train. no car. let's call it train car yeah, yeah let's keep the train motif going on here yeah so it's a runaway train mm-hmm. uh i have a note again peril exclamation point oh yeah and i do love it too because as he uh goes off in pursuit he does the grapple onto the lamppost like super sharp back turn cool. like from the movie i'm like oh that's pretty awesome that was incorporated awesome. that yeah and so he's
1: driving up next to the trolley. You see, there's a bunch of cuts. Trolley or train car? Uh, the trolley train car. <laughs> there's jump cuts to the people screaming inside. And so Batman jumps on the ledge of the train. The door is locked. And I just, like, pause for a second. I'm like, why doesn't, like, they obviously see that he's there. They're yeah, screaming for help. Can they not just open the just door up, up for him? the latch? I understand the rule of, like, don't cross the yellow line is a yeah. very heartfelt rule for all bus trolley train goers. Even in like, an emergency. I guess they're not allowed don't to cross, cross that, that yellow line. Don't goddamn yellow line. Uh, so batman jumps back in The batmobile drives in front and there's this really cool sequence of uh him stopping using his using the brakes of the batmobile slowing down the trolley
0: yeah because he he goes up in front of it and flicks a switch so that the 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 long tail pieces of the batmobile rotate up basically so it's a a hard stop and he butts up against it and slams in the brakes Mm. and he goes to great effort to stop this thing yeah i'm surprised the batmobile didn't flip i feel like it should have yeah flipped with all that weight but he he did end up stopping it well but i mean the the level of effort he went into it because he slams on the brakes uh and then he applies the like reverse turbine thrusters Mm -hmm. that shoot off the side to try and slow that thing down that still doesn't slow the train down yeah well it's also going downhill it's going downhill and Mm -hmm. i guess it's got a bit of mass on it but like it's going so fast and so much momentum that it shreds the Bat bills tires like you said it gets knocked sideways Mm -hmm. and it's basically just now a physical block right? stopping this thing and it only only just stops well so the Batmobile uh,
1: like nicks the car oh yeah and, right. to just, stop. It, and I really wanted the guy to like come out and like look at his car like, and what like what's <laughs> happening and then like Batman to get out and he's like oh I'm yeah, sorry yeah, right. this scene reminded me a lot of um, Spider-Man 2 oh stopping the train the, yeah, yeah stopping the that train
0: yeah so the moral of the story is Spider-Man should just get a car it'd be so much easier on him what's he doing
1: yeah. Um. so we- Batman has like a an ultimate lockdown on the Batmobile, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he puts the shields up basically yeah. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, very
0: similar to the the 89 movie, which I love, the yeah. reference.
1: And so now he's on pursuit on foot. So he finds he goes to the intersection and he's just in time to see the henchmen packing up the rest of the explosives, and they're about to drive out of the city. Because mm-hmm. we now have like six minutes, I think. I don't yeah. write down what time, but we saw seven watches <laughs> yeah. in that in that minute span. So he rattles up the the goon and nitro and um, they're just immediate like this whole place is going up we need to get out of here yeah It's where's the girl like well she's in there with all the explosives so we need to go (laughs) and very nicely batman just locks them in the back of the truck with the rest of the explosives a
0: lot of explosives yeah i mean to be fair this is gotham that was probably just a truck that he found on the side of the road filled with explosives right right by the chemical plant yeah
1: (laughs) and this scene it's a it's a very short moment, but we talked about, we we watched John Wick a couple of weeks ago, oh, and that scene John reminded Wick. me a lot of that movie because it's just that moment where like they 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 see him and immediately or it's like we surrender we're not even gonna try you are not even gonna try, to try there's to no fight. point yeah. you're the Batman yeah <laughs> and I, I wrote down like reminds me of John Wick oh. and and he also is, is on a first name basis with these two Oh yeah it's that like that was oh funny. hey Crocker Nitro yeah Crocker Nitro what are you doing here yeah your parole, parole. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> So sassy, Batman.
1: Yeah. So he breaks in, saves Leslie, and then we just get another shot of the city exploding. Or of that, the park exploding.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, because oh, he goes in and he gets her out of there. And he, like, mm-hmm. defuses the bomb. And she's like, oh, you got to get to the hotel. Oh, right. Down yeah. the street, because that, that's where everyone has gone who doesn't have a place to go. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I'm safe. Go. So he races
1: over there. Yeah. And, and then you see the explosions and Daggett kind of drives up in his nice limo right at the end he's like oh what a what a travesty this is not what i wanted to happen
0: yeah because he's been giving a speech at like some better business banquet it's really on the nose dickish speech basically where he's like yeah we got to pave over the old to make way for the new make way for the mini mall yeah no subtlety whatsoever yeah and so he shows up and the whole whole neighborhood basically is blown to pieces Mm -hmm. uh but batman stopped the bomb in the hospital yep just in time and
1: the only building we find out the only buildings that blew up were the ones that were empty and already set for
0: yeah like the old derelict um, ones that are abandoned yeah
1: yeah and they're already set to be torn down yeah um so daggett had lost but really like it's interesting to see because he technically
0: won he basically wins yeah because batman shows up throws the goons at his feet and it's like you know as soon as they testify like you're going to jail and daggett's basically like I don't know who these people what, are. What a travesty this all is. What a shame. It's, it's so bad there's
1: these horrible people in Gotham
0: that want yeah. to this place up. And gets in his car and, and drives off. Wait, and Shouldn't he have already been in prison from one of the previous episodes where he was a villain? Didn't he, like, Clayface, didn't he get arrested for whatever he was up to with Clayface? Um, I don't think so.
1: I don't think they ever connected it to him.
0: I thought, oh, maybe they didn't.
1: I think Batman did,
0: but oh, I don't okay. know. Oh, okay. I don't, uh, I don't, the I don't remember. Ever did. But I mean, who am I to point out that people should be in prison when, when they, it's just a there's a door. revolving door yeah. at Arkham? So, um, yeah, but he just drives off, and Batman's obviously pissed because like, he kind of lost. Mm-hmm. Like, He saved people, but the threat continues more right. or less.
1: And then we see the real reason why he has this meeting. Uh, him and Leslie are walking down Crime Alley, and they stop at this one place. I don't remember what she says. Did I write it down? Um, no, I didn't write it down. But, but he, uh, bru- or Batman is holding these two roses, and Leslie says something about, We met here so many years ago, referencing that, like, this is where his parents got shot. Yeah. Puts down the two roses, and he kind of falls to his knees. And we end in kind of the, almost the same pose from the newspaper clipping. Yeah. Of Leslie holding Batman just like she was holding Bruce all those years ago. It's a really nice. It's a very nice sentimental ending. Yeah,
0: it is, it is kind of nice, like, ending to the whole thing. Like, I I really enjoyed this episode. It actually had something kind of to say. Mm-hmm. Like, it had it had personal stakes, but obviously there's tons of other stakes going on in the city. And it almost kind of felt like if you were to s- tell someone, like, oh, here's an episode, not necessarily that shows you, like, what a really great Batman story is in terms of, like, the supervillains, that sort of thing, but, like, why he does what he does. Right. It's kind of this one, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it it shows why his life is so tough like why he keeps doing it because of his parents like the fact that that's a personal cost for him but also that he's just on this endless cycle to try and save yeah, everyone it's all the time yeah. yeah these are all kind of like random little events that kind of defies credulity a little bit that, that all these random things that happen mm-hmm. but this is kind of his life right it's his constant race to do the right thing um for everyone for like everyone he can't, he all can't the time skip anything yeah
1: uh if it's one person or a train full of people
0: exactly yeah, and so I guess that the, the whole story was more or less an adaptation of uh, There Is No Hype and Hope in Crime Alley, which was written by Denny O'Neill, mm-hmm. who's like he was a, probably one of the biggest influences on Batman throughout like, like 70s and 80s. Right. I think. Um, and that was actually Leslie Tompkins' like, first appearance was in that
1: story. In that story,
0: right. And then she came into this. And I've always really liked her as a character and, and been disappointed we never saw her like, in any of the movies. Like, mm-hmm. I think she'd be an interesting element to add in there, and we've just never seen it done. yeah. Hey, but hey, she's in Gotham and apparently it's just batshit crazy like everything else in that show. So yeah, she's in Gotham. Isn't that's um It's Marina written.
1: Right. And she like is almost a love interest for I think, Gordon.
0: Yeah, I was I was reading into this. I did a brief I was looking at her. Her comic character history is kind of ridiculous, too. Mm-hmm. But like the Gotham history is like she ends up dating Gordon for a while mm-hmm. and then gets pregnant and then he goes to jail and then she loses the baby and then she moves and moves on. And gets engaged to like Carmine Falcone's son, who Gosh. might be trying to kill her. So this is a CW show. Is kind of what you're saying. No, this is a Fox show, or like a Freeform. We'll go ABC Family Freeform show. I I I, I don't watch Gotham. I can't. It's just too right. too insane. But just yeah. reading this this paragraph that basically tries to summarize everything that's happened to her. Yeah, it's I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, the only note
1: I have about this episode is: Did you see who wrote this one?
0: no who wrote it
1: uh, It was written by gary conway who was famous for one other heart-wrenching story and that was the death of Gwen stacy
0: oh no kidding
1: yeah
0: oh interesting so that's why
1: it, it's a very kind of heart
0: yeah ending. okay that fits mm-hmm. yeah the man knows how to do tragedy well yeah he's making people sad yeah but, uh, but yeah that's like that was it was kind of nice to have that episode which had actual a lot of emotion behind it and a lot more meaning because then we get on to the Mad Hatter. Which is more of a psychological story. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a little more fun mm-hmm. and silly, as you'd expect, yeah, from as, the whole thing. Yeah, from the Mad Hatter, right? Yeah, so uh, why do not you take us down the rabbit hole here, Cameron? What happens? Oh, nice. I know, right? Um, Force that There's there. so
1: many great, like, <laughs> references to Alice in Wonderland. Not just I, through the characters, but I like... I stopped keeping track. I was trying to. Same. I, I gave up. Yeah, just, like, most of his dialogue is based off of the script of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Or the, the book, not script. So we open with uh, a bunch of mice being mind controlled. Is that the right phrasing? Yeah, mind-controlled. mind, mind-controlled. Yeah, yeah, mind- controlled. Mind controlled. Yeah, that sounds right. By um, Jarvis Tech.
0: tech. Jarvis or dirt? Is it Jarvis. Jarvis, sorry.
1: Yeah, Jarvis Tech. I, wrote, I I spelt it phonetically. Yeah. It also says Jarvis Tech.
0: It's, it's Jarvis Tech, basically. <laughs> yeah,
1: Jarvis ter- tech. Ter- ter- tech. 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 Sure, I'm going to go Jarvis. Yes. So he's making the mice
0: pour tea. Where do you get a of ton of tea set? That was my thought. Uh, Probably some like Lego set, I guess. But like that, you know, it could actually have water in it. I was like, "Oh, this yeah. is impressive!" Tiny little tea set,
1: but and it probably made the mice build it. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. And we learned that Jervis <laughs> is an employee, is like for like a subsidy of Wayne Enterprises. I don't think he worked. I don't remember um, what company he worked for, but I don't think it was Wayne Tech.
0: I uh, I don't know. I, I kind of got the impression it was just a branch of Wayne Tech. But I mean, okay. it, yeah, yeah. It, he has a boss, but excuse me. At the end of the day, yeah, Bruce, Bruce is, is, is boss, the ultimate boss. boss
1: so. Bruce comes in, the kind of intermediate boss is upset with Jervis because she, oh, yeah. well, like uh, yes, yeah. she feels like nothing. Uh, Dr. Cates. Yes, Dr. Cates. She feels like his work is not important. He's not doing anything yeah.
0: worthwhile. She's basically like, Jervis, why are you just jerking off with your rats? And why aren't yeah. you actually giving us technology we're looking for? Mm-hmm. And Bruce. Uh, Bruce being, being the good nice
1: guy yeah he's a great boss uh, yeah. he's like no just do what you want like you know I'm just gonna keep giving you money and you can keep playing with your mind control toys yeah that can't come and bite me in the back at any time never um, so as he's leaving the office we see the Wonderland poster on the wall yeah it's nice
0: and then uh, I think Dr. Cates like kind of pops back in and it's like damn it Tetch get your stuff together or heads will roll I mean obviously a very yeah. deliberate reference kind of setting her up mm-hmm. as the Red Queen more or less Um, And we also get a chance to meet uh, his assistant, Alice, Mm -hmm. who he's clearly infatuated with. Right. Almost obsessed. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely obsessed. Yeah. And I I have a note here just in quotes, they all laughed. He makes that comment like as, you know, they all laughed at me for coming up with this sort of technology. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any person who ever talks to himself and uses the phrase they all laughed at, whatever I just accomplished. They're totally normal. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going off the deep end yeah. very, very fast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so just keep an eye out for that. In <laughs> real life, mm-hmm. watch out.
1: Uh, and so we also, I think we learned it in this scene. It might be the scene directly after, but um, he has the technology to not only do this on rats,
0: but he can control people Oh right! as yeah. long as they have this like special chip. Yeah, it's, like a, it's basically the size of a credit card, a playing card. It yeah, like goes near their brain, and he can control mm-hmm. them. I also,
1: quick side note, I finally learned what the 10 over 6 meant. I, I'd always just like accepted that it was there on, on the Mad Hatter hat. Yeah. Do you know what it means?
0: I feel like I learned once, but I don't remember.
1: It's the price of the hat. It's uh, 10, shil- 10 shillings and six pence.
0: Oh. Yeah. I never knew that. Oh, I always just thought it was that he was weird. and so It, was, it was like, like the, that was like his size was 10 sixth.
1: No, that's the price of the hat. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Oh. Uh Yeah Fun
1: little I, I have a couple Little like fun little Alice in Wonderland Facts Oh okay I'm excited fr- uh, Sprinkled throughout Alright So yeah. he's uh So we go back to To Jervis And he's talking to Alice mm-hmm. He sees that She has a boyfriend Which I assume She's had a boyfriend For a while I don't know why He's now just remembering
0: Yeah Cause Like she has a photo Of him on there And they've mm-hmm. been together At least a little bit while But she's like Oh it's like Yeah my boyfriend Loves me And that just Pisses off Jervis Uh so he goes back, oh,
1: I guess, so it is the next scene. So he goes back into his office, and he's like, oh, I have the technology. I could control her, but I shouldn't. Um, yeah. And then she starts crying, and you hear Curiouser and Curiouser. Yep, I have that note, too. Yep, and so this, this is the quickest phone call fight ever, because oh Jervis runs into Dr. Kate's, Dr. Kate's office, yeah. and you see Alice crying at her lap because her and her boyfriend, Billy, have gotten in this huge fight. And there's no hope for them ever getting back together.
0: Never again. And so Jervis is like, oh, she's mine. Giddy is a schoolgirl. Yeah. So then he's like, oh, but why would she ever love someone like me? I have to impress her. I have to impress her. I need to. How am I going to impress her? I look at this convenient array of mind control technology I have laid out on my desk. But no, I could never mind control her.
1: It wouldn't be the same if she didn't have a soul. Right. Uh, so instead he looks at his Alice Wonderland poster and he's like, oh, you know what? I'll just dress up like the Mad Hatter instead. Genius. So he shows up at her door dressed as the Mad Hatter. He's like, I'm going to take you out on the town. She's like, sure, why not? And he's going around. Where are they first? They're first at. Uh, they, um, they're like a horse-drawn carriage and they get out at
0: a park. Yeah. And there's a couple goons, just general thugs hanging out there.
1: Yeah. They're like, oh, we're going to rob this guy. It's going to yeah. be great. And he has those mind control playing cards. He puts them on the goons and tells them to go jump in the river. Yep. Which apparently for them means to jump off the bridge into the river.
0: Yeah, they go really out of their way.
1: Yeah, I don't remember him telling them that. That's no, just he just said, "Joe jump the river." Yeah,
0: yeah, like there's this is Gotham. There's have, rivers there's everywhere. There's
1: other mental issues with these guys. If yeah, that's their first thought.
0: Well, my just thought was, yeah, as we've seen that there's a vast array of convenient bodies of water around Gotham. You think they just have to go two blocks and they'd find like a river? A canal, yeah, because he pointed, like
1: he kind of like pointed over his shoulder, and I thought there was just a river
0: there. Yeah and not that they were going to drown themselves. Yeah, I kind of thought that too. Like, oh, this is dark. Mm-hmm. But oh, it gets darker cuz yeah, they go to the bridge and uh yeah, cuz Batman gets a like a police banner notification. Yeah, so he, he's talking wheel. with
1: uh I, I liked what Alfred says earlier <laughs> down. He's like, "Are you going to be home soon?" and that police scanner goes off. He's like, "No, Alfred, I got to go." He's like, "All right, I'll get your breakfast ready. Toast, coffee, and bandages." Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's good
0: Alfred. It's a good line. It's really
1: good. So, he sees the bridge and these two goons just climbing up goes up tries to stop them. Um, oh but
0: hang on you're, oh, you're you're missing the wonderful piece of bat tech that he uses to get to them so he sees oh them up my there. gosh yeah And so he sees them and it, like these goggles kind of appear and i thought okay those must be his own like he's just figuring out how like are they up there he's measuring mm-hmm. but no like it's scanning it calculates the distance he needs to travel the he harnesses himself into a parachute and the ejector seat launches him a specific distance yes so we can get up there it was, it was it was fantastic that was very very specific piece of technology right yeah. something
1: i'm sure we're never gonna see again
0: never again just like the two-handed grappling hook just like the two-handed grappling hook or just like the uh finn thing yeah the the back fin, the batmobile yeah. from the last episode to stop the train mm-hmm. but yeah so he he gets up there and starts grappling with the uh, the goons who yeah are, they just kind of push him over yeah we gotta you know, do it, mr hat says out in a while <laughs> yeah, since this morning
1: um Batman kind of grabs them and they just pull him off the bridge. And yeah. So they're falling. Cut to commercial. Yeah. Come back.
0: Pops a glider.
1: Yeah. Pops a casual glider out. Easy enough.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry. I
1: wrote random bat wings. Oh, yeah. To save the day. Of
0: course it does. Yeah. Um, so he he lands and, uh, and. The
1: cards fall off their heads. Yeah. And they're like, oh, how do, wait, how do we get and here? And they have what? no memory of what happened. Yeah. What's yeah. going on? We're, we're freaking out. So then we go to storybook land where Mad Hatter has brought uh, Alice mm-hmm. and pretty much the whole park. You see Humpty Dumpty at the beginning, but the whole
0: park is pretty much just Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it's mostly Alice in Wonderland, and he's gone and planted cards on all the people that work there. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, good to see you, Mr. Tetch. You have the park to yourself. Lock up when you're done. Yeah. Just, you know, he's making it seem like he has this red carpet laid out for him everywhere he mm-hmm. goes in Gotham.
1: And it also, from Alice's perspective, he's, like, very social and well-connected. Yeah. And has all these friends, because yeah. I think that was his biggest fear, was that he's this antisocial. Yeah, he's this weird kind of loser. Yeah. With his rats. Um. Which, so he's using this to make himself seem popular. Yeah. Which, what do you know? That's a very popular storyline of the 90s. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and uh, he
0: makes a reference to the fact that he loved Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. As a kid, as to kind of oh, explain constantly. why. Constantly. Yeah. Explain why he's so obsessed with all this stuff. Cause we didn't already know that.
1: We forgot to mention on the mind control cards, there's a convenient 10 over 6 written on them. Oh, yeah. So, and Bruce is, Bruce goes back to the Batcave, tries to figure out what it means. <laughs> and Alfred just kind of walks in. He's like, oh, that's a Mad Hatter thing. And he's like, Mad Hatter. Oh, I know right. I saw that poster recently. Yeah,
0: I, I have a note too that he, he has a thinking face because he's like, wait a minute, I saw this poster in the lab of someone who has mind control technology, which is also on this card. Who could that be? Who could it be? Yeah, full hand on chin, yes. sitting, contemplating. Uh,
1: and we see, and he finally realizes Jervis is the one behind all this jump back jervis is like they have this nice dinner where he gets everything for free they go to this nice restaurant and he finally drops her off at her uh house apartment Mm -hmm. she walks
0: in and billy's there well uh first as he's dropping her off like saying goodbye and she's like oh jervis you're such a dear friend oh yeah he doesn't even he doesn't hear it because he's so lost in himself but yes she walks inside and billy's back billy's back roses i'm so sorry
1: babe i didn't mean to hurt you and so next morning mad hatters kind of walks into the building still dressed up yeah he just decided he's garb. gonna dress this yeah, way all just, the time now yeah, this is now his life and holding flowers very excited goes to see alice and she's as giddy as can be because billy proposed to her oh. poor jervis can't handle this goes and he's like all right i'm just gonna i'm gonna fix this so as he's packing up all his stuff uh, dr kate walks in it's like bruce is here to see you he's like no i don't want to talk to bruce and so he mind controls dr kate they go to billy and he mind controls billy to break up with alice over the phone again this this emotional roller coaster she's I, going yeah, through really really rough she her. doesn't know
0: any of the no, she, doesn't she doesn't know, know mind control works on. yet yeah so bruce shows up like oh hey alice where's jervis i kind of want to talk to him and she gets his phone call and then she's distraught and he's just mm-hmm. like i um
1: i feel like i know what sorry. happened
0: yeah just- so he goes to he go to
1: Bill, no, he goes to Jervis's apartment. No. Um, he goes to some apartment. From there, Jervis
0: goes. I think Alice goes home to her apartment because it's, oh, yes. it's filled with
1: flowers. Yes, you're right. Uh, and she's like, how could you know? Or Jervis says, I did this because I know you just got broken up with. Again. She's like, I haven't told anyone about this. How could you know? He's like, well, because it's fate. Uh, and so Batman pops in. He's like, Jervis, we need to talk. And the great reference, I had to Google this because I didn't understand what it meant. But he has his goons. He picked up goons on the way over to Alice's the house. The walls and the Carpenter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I never knew that story. Wait a minute. Wait a
0: minute. How do you not know that story? You love Disney. They're central to the Disney adaptation of Alice in the Wonderland. Yeah. Like, there's a whole song with the Wallace and the Carpenter. I know. The, steal, the, the they Toodle Deen
1: Toodle Dump thing. And I didn't.
0: Yeah, they steal the oysters. Yeah, I forgot about it. The, I remember when I, when the, I researched the, it. Did, uh, I'm uh, starting to doubt how much of a Disney fan you are. Don't, please. Yeah. That's the only I, thing I, I have. Mm, um, but anyways yeah
1: so they, they're, they're here and somehow are stopping batman well, which we learn is because the cards just like everything else in the city yeah give
0: the users enhanced strength it's Enhanced strength which for that to physically actually think about it it could physically work if, if you're just telling someone do things beyond their own like yeah mental it's like, limitations. It's like adrenaline yeah um, which basically also means it's kind Killing of destroying them, them. yeah, yeah. Uh, but but, he doesn't care. Uh, but I love too. So yeah, these guys—they're grappling. I mean, one's got a hammer. The carpenter, obviously, the yeah. walrus has the, a hammer. The, the walrus looks like he should be a penguin goon. Oh, absolutely. And he—it's he, a costume that has actual sharpened tusks. Yes. Because at one point he's like basically yes. trying to gum Batman. I was really hoping that like, he was going to hit
1: it, and it was just going to be like plastic or foam. It's, yeah, it it, gonna, it, like, it, bounce It off should have them. been, but it, I just love that yeah. because
0: it's—it looks sharp. we just—they decide. Okay, it, it has to be sharp. It, it has yeah. to be sharp. Yeah. So he <laughs> so he kind of throws them off, and they pass oh. out. I did have oh. a note here, too. This might be the lamest commercial break Batman's Imperil moment because they cut right when he's in threat of getting stabbed in the face by a tusk on a walrus yeah. costume. No, they did great. It's, it's, it's did a great. contender there for the worst one yet. Yeah. But uh, once we come back, all he does is just, like, flip the yeah, walrus flip and them, the carpenter. And they're, they're out. And it's um, done. Oh, and, and also,
1: Mad Hatter finally mind-controlled Alice.
0: Yes, he'd go ahead and oh. slip it on an her, and then, uh, you know, after he's, the goons have knocked out, Batman goes and looks, and there's a tag on the costume that says Property of Storybook Land, mm-hmm. which explains why there are in costume. walls and carpenter costumes right. yeah. around.
1: So, off to Storybook Land we go. Yeah, Storybook Land, they get there, they go to the Austin Line place, and there's now this chessboard set up, and it's all the people that he's mind-controlled, so Billy, I don't remember who he, uh, I don't remember what, like, who the characters are,
0: uh, Like. Billy is the frog, like Mr. Mister Toad? Or? I don't remember. Mr. Toad's not part of Alice One, but Jessup is the frog. Dr. Cates is the Red Queen. Yes. Um, and I think everyone else is just people who work at the park. Yeah, and then so there's those, two more. So
1: there's four people Yeah, there's, like a, there's a Cheshire him. cat. Is there a rabbit? Yeah, there's a rabbit. Yeah. Because uh, he keeps kicking, and I thought that was funny. So they're all fighting, and Mad Hatter brings up a good point. And I feel like this is something that... That we don't think about enough mm-hmm. that they are just normal people. Yeah, under they're mind innocent control. people. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he, he can't like it makes sense that he's not going a hundred percent Yeah. It's like eating. are you
0: willing to hurt innocent people to get to me it's like oh that's actually um so he's Uh, like no i couldn't and then
1: they start beating him up and mad hatter reveals that they give him enhanced strength
0: yeah and batman's like all right screw it i'm just gonna beat him up so yeah he rips the frog mask off billy Mm -hmm. and and then the car falls off he's like oh billy they'll attack me but not you so then billy just goes starts pulling masks Mm -hmm. problem solved Uh, yeah so everything's fine he keeps chasing after
1: them, gets kind of stuck in the maze and then does whatever a smart person does in a maze and just climbs over it. Yeah, he
0: follows Hatter and the mind-controlled Alice into the the card maze, which can be controlled to move the cards around to basically change the shape of the maze. One thing I noticed is that it seems like this theme park is actually quite dangerous when you think about it because this maze can be controlled. Uh, All the characters running around with what I assume are real axes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And And real tusks. Real tusks. It's kind of like the museum for that Joker episode where it's just like, this is way more dangerous than right. it should be for a public space. Well, it's the 90s. No one yeah, cared. Yeah, it's true. So Batman finally
1: makes it to Mad Hatter, and he does something to knock him over. Oh, he, he pushes the cards, the yeah. mechanical cards that were obviously hinged on walls. To pop off. Yeah, that pop It'd off, but collapse. nothing. So he pushes one over, and you have the domino effect. And Batman, who looks, sees them all coming, and as the uh-huh. one finally gets to him, he's like, Oh, no. It, it reminded <laughs> me of that... Um. Austin Powers scene.
0: Oh, like it's, so oh with Michael McDonald. Way. Yeah. Yeah, when they're on the steamroller. Just stop. Right. <laughs> he just stop. keeps standing there.
1: Yeah. Uh so Batman is trapped, <laughs> pinned between two cards that have fallen over. Mad Hatter gets on top of him. And I like his line where like you control Batman, but in what is it? Um in Wonderland, the Mad Hatter reigns supreme. Yeah. I'm like, that's,
0: that's yeah, cool. it works, yeah.
1: yeah. And so as he's about to deliver the final blow onto Batman. And he looks up, and he sees the Jabberwocky, throws a batarang, yep. cuts the rope, Jabberwocky falls, pins Mad Hatter. Gets You No, know, claps his hand. Yep. Done. Done with this. And that's kind of the end of the episode. And it all, and it all wraps up yep. really,
0: really conveniently. Yep. Jabberwocky <laughs> saves the day again. It's kind of silly, but it is kind of fun. Like We were talking about earlier, like I, I like the Mad Hatter. I feel like, like we said earlier, it's in... The animated series, and I think in Arkham that those are kind of the best versions of him. Although I don't really know many other versions. Like I, I feel like maybe I've seen an episode of the '60s TV show where he was in it, and mm-hmm. uh, apparently he's also in Gotham. I I stopped
1: watching at that point. I guess. I, I've,
0: I don't watch I it. But season. I, I it, as I research things, I come across these things. But so I mean, Hatter's been around for a really long time, though. I mean, he he was created by Bill Finger back in um, like '48. So, he's been around a long time. I just don't think they ever really gave him a lot of interesting stories. He's always been kind of like a really background character. Which
1: is a kind of shame because, like, mind control is a very interesting tool that every other villain has to deal with. And Batman, just like,
0: meh. Like, I I don't even remember a lot of the other Mad Hatter episodes. I do remember he popped up in the uh, Batman Superman crossover the point where they meet each other. Okay. And I really like the the role he plays in that, actually. Okay, I don't
1: remember that one very well. Yeah.
0: Um, but that's kind of mostly him. Mm-hmm. So I was curious with this, though. So we've seen throughout the series so far, they've always gone to an effort to make the villains sympathetic. So right. most obvious example is Mr. Freeze. But even Clayface, they add an element of tragedy and it kind of became like a self-destructive path. So he was doing things for himself, but he he was wrong. He was trying to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Hey, even going back to Man Bat, too. Like, there's always something kind of sympathetic. Right. Do you think that they were trying to make Tetch sympathetic in this? There are some pieces that they feel like they were trying, but other times I don't. I was curious uh, what you thought about that.
1: No, because I think this is the first. Like, all the other villains have a reason why they're doing their thing. Minus Joker, obviously, who's a psychopath. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh jervis is one of those villains who just like he's like joker i think he is just crazy because one thing that i noticed with this episode is this is the first time a transformation happens through joy not through happiness he becomes mad hatter because he has an opportunity to go out with this girl yeah there's nothing tragic about his transformation
0: yeah it's all acting in self-interest yes so the reason I thought this was – because I, I didn't really find him sympathetic at all mm-hmm. either because it's, it's all – It's villainy through obsession. It is through like, obsession, yeah. yeah. He's obsessed with her. It's all about trying to get something that he knows he can't have, completely missing social cues, mm-hmm. and just being a weird fucking dude. But what I thought was interesting is at the like the very last shot as he's trapped under the Jabberwocky, and it kind of pans over, and there's like a sculpture. It looked kind of dragonish. Maybe it was like a smaller sculpture of the Jabberwocky, but the – Sculptures crying. It was just kind of weird little things. Like, was that like a weird tag they put there at the end to try and give us a little bit of sympathy for him? But I didn't think it was really earned because he—he's just a weirdo. Yeah, he's—he's he's just like, he's just
1: crazy. And it's—I it's, think it's important to realize that not everyone has motive. That there are people that are just have mental problems in this universe.
0: Yeah. So no, I guess it's a nice counterpoint to kind of everyone else who uh, is given some sort of reason why they do what they do. But I just thought it, it was it was interesting. I feel like this is kind of our first villain origin that doesn't have any element of sympathy to it. But I guess it can't all be Mister Freeze, though, can mm. they?
1: I guess the sympathy comes from this is the most relatable villain, minus like the the toy maker, the the comic book guy the biggest yeah. villain. Yeah, he's just kind of a normal guy, you know, he gets uh, really upset
0: about being friend-zoned. We've all been there.
1: Yeah, and I think that's it. It's it's a story of romance, and it's the it's a story that every person no matter the age can relate to cuz like, you know, when I first saw this episode, I was 7. I had my crush when I was 7. Yeah. Uh Emily Moser. Oh. <laughs> i'm impressed
0: you still know the name. that's cool
1: oh yeah she has no idea who i am anymore i'm sure uh, okay maybe who knows maybe she listens no god no um because <laughs> like i i remember like not this obviously the same feeling or obsession but like you yeah. have you know what romance feels like from like when you first started watching the show and it your compassion for the character changes as time
0: goes on yeah um, yeah it's like you can connect with uh you know that feeling of kind of like unrequited love But maybe not the uh, kidnapping and mind control part. Right. But lack of sympathy aside, he is a fun villain, and I'm glad we're going to see more of him. I actually think he's coming up again in a few weeks. Cool. Yeah, there's another Hatter coming up. Any other thoughts you had on Hatter or on Uh, Leslie or on um, blowing up slums? I
1: think we kind of covered it all.
0: Okay, cool. Well, then it's on to Batplug. Batplug. What have you been uh, checking out recently? I
1: forgot to think about this.
0: Well, that's half the point of the bat plug, because you have to pull it out of your ass on the I spot. Know. Um, like I said before, I'm re-listening
1: to Harry Potter. Or, uh, which, uh, which one are you on now? Uh, I just finished Sorcerer's
0: Stone. Okay, so have you ever actually read the physical book? We don't need to bring this up in the <laughs> podcast, Chris. Stop shaming me. <laughs> it's my most public forum to shame you.
1: No, I have never physically read the books. Do you have physical copies? Yes, I own physical copies of the books they're on my shelf and they look very pretty they're right next to those barnes and noble like collector's editions of famous old books that famous also haven't books. opened
0: i mean i totally respect having like a pristine set of harry potter books yeah I, I have i think over the years i've had multiple copies of all of them and i have like my nice set mm-hmm. but, like i never read and then the ones that are all like beat up and tattered yeah because i've actually fizzly read them so many times mm-hmm. yeah it's cool you nerd <laughs> i was too busy cheerleading to
1: read <laughs> Yeah, how do you feel now? That, that is the greatest burn I've ever been thrown. That's <laughs> um But have I done anything else? Um
0: did I plug Moana last week? I'm gonna plug it again. Everyone go see Moana again. Yeah, no, I still haven't gone. I need to go check it out. I've been way behind on movies, but I am gonna go see La La Land, so I'm quite excited about that. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Uh, uh what do you have to plug? Uh so it's not a show or a book like normal. Uh it's an album. Okay. Actually. And uh at this point. Westworld season one has wrapped, and it was mm-hmm. amazing. And as soon as they wrapped, they put the entire first season album, the score, up on Spotify. Oh, cool! I've been listening to it, and it is amazing. That's really cool. I'll have to listen to that. Yeah, because they released like a, a partial album about halfway through that included their covers of like Black hole Sun and Paint It Black. Their Paint It Black cover is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now this one includes the whole rest of the actual score. Itself, and then uh, like House of the Rising Sun, and Back in Black. It's just so awesome. So like, as I've been working on my computer all week long, I've just been listening to it That's like really cool. on on loop. So I highly recommend go check out the uh, Westworld season one album. I don't know how to pronounce the uh, composer's name. I should. He's the same guy who does Game of Thrones, and all of his work is oh, absolutely incredible. Okay. I could Makes try sense. and do it, and I would just butcher it. Mm-hmm. I meant to look it up so I could actually say it phonetically properly, and I forgot. But whoever you are. Your work is amazing, and thank you Keep for it. Keep doing good. Yeah. Um, that's what I've been listening to. That's awesome. So, I guess, Hey, we both had listening recommendations this week. Yeah. That is a first, probably. Oh, I also listened to your guest appearance on... Um, what's, what's Matt's podcast? Vault. Oh, A113. Uh, mm-hmm. Or Vault 113. Yeah. Yeah, A113, yeah. It was really funny. Thank you. It was really, really funny. Yeah. it's uh, I've mentioned it before. It's an awesome podcast, Vault A113. Go check it out. And go listen to Cameron's episode, which was number four, right? It was the... Yeah, it was uh, Fantasia. Fantasia episode, yeah. 1940s Fantasia. Yeah, it was really funny. So Thank you. But I think that does it yeah. this week. So uh, thank you once again to Trevor Reese for coming down and being our audio engineer. He's got an awesome podcast, the Podcast of Two Worlds, and they just did a, like a back-to-back-to-back-to-back recap of the uh, CW crossovers. Go check that out. And Cameron, where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me at Cameron Dexter on everything. Are you still doing your um, Disney
1: animation? Yeah, I've been burnt out.
0: Okay, I know week. you've had a lot of you've had a lot of work, mm-hmm. including the stuff for this podcast. But uh, just just you know, we we do love your it's it's coming. Do the don't the worry, it, it's coming, and some
1: other projects maybe. Okay, will be something will happen. Ooh, I, I, like I like
0: that. I like the idea. Yeah, go check out his stuff. I have nothing on my Twitter, Instagram, but it's at Lorda for, if you kind of give a shit. And uh, the podcast itself is at Tim Talk Pod on all those things. Go check it out. And I think that wraps it up. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye.